We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are the quarterback dominoes starting to fall for Oregon in the 2024 recruiting class? We'll take a closer look at a couple of Will Stein's top targets in this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres. Excited to have you guys along for another episode whether you're watching us on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus or listening to us on your podcasting platform of choice. We appreciate the support. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football. Like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, always appreciate the feedback and love engaging with you guys in the comments. And let me know what you're feeling, how you're feeling about Oregon's recruiting of the 2024 quarterback, or rather your feelings about how Oregon's going about recruiting the quarterback position in 2024. All right, let's hop into today's episode. Got a couple of guys we're going to be focusing on today in today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Still on the road. Uh, I am, uh, I'm in the Bay uh, back home, and then I'll be heading to Long Beach this afternoon. But we've got a couple of uh, pretty significant updates to talk about here uh, in the 2024 recruiting class, especially with the quarterback position for Oregon. The Ducks are just coming off of uh, landing a big commitment from Texas safety Aaron Flowers over the weekend. Tons of breakdown over on DucksDigest.com that you guys can check out. And then I have a recent episode talking about that commitment uh, on the channel as well. But let's talk about this. Um, are quarterback dominoes about to start falling for Oregon in the 2024 class? I think when we're looking at that question, Let's start off with one big-time target. Michael Van Buren is a big-time target for Oregon here at quarterback in the 2024 recruiting class. Um, he plays at St. Francis Academy in Baltimore, Maryland. Looking at his uh, his rankings and everything, 247 Sports Composite, you guys know that's what I like to use. He's rated a four-star prospect, .9412, ranked the number 128th player in the country, the number 11 quarterback, and the number three prospect in the state of Maryland. What's the big news with Michael Van Buren? Well, he's been on Oregon's radar for a long time, even before Dan Lanning got hired. Um, he was recruited by Kenny Dillingham when he was still on staff at Oregon, but Michael Van Buren has set a commitment date of July 8th. So still quite a bit of time, you know, still left in this recruitment for Oregon to, you know, get, get more involved and, and hopefully improve their standing with the Baltimore passer. But um, 
So it looks like Oregon is still in the picture with, with Van Buren. He, he didn't uh, release that news with, um, with you know, a, a top group of schools. But uh, Brian Doan of 24-7 Sports has done a pretty good job reporting on this one. Uh, and he did uh, report that uh, there's, you know, a, a pretty, you know, a pretty good feel for what schools are involved here with, um, with Van Buren. Talking about Maryland, Oregon, Penn State, and Oklahoma being in the race because he either – uh, made spring visits there, or he's set to visit those schools in the future. Um, as far as his next trip, Van Buren did announce that he's going to be making it out to Eugene this weekend for a visit, and that's going to be a, a big trip for the Ducks. Uh, they got Van Buren on campus in January. You know, for all intents and purposes, looks like that visit went pretty well. Uh, but you get him back on campus after a couple of months, and um, now that he has a commitment date, you know, you can kind of can kind of work with that. However, it does look like, you know, from that, that group of schools that we mentioned, Maryland, obviously the in-state program, Mike Loxley has a good connection there. Um, they have geography on their side, but quarterbacks don't usually care too much about distance. Uh, but Maryland's a school, you know, I think that is, is worth watching and obviously worth a mention in this update. Uh, and then you also have Oklahoma, which just landed a quarterback. Uh, I think it was Michael Hawkins. I want to say it was his name from the state of Texas last week. So they already have a quarterback in 2024. Um, you probably figure that that takes them out of the race here for Van Buren unless they want to take two quarterbacks. But as is the case with quarterbacks, you kind of have to ask yourself, is this a guy who is comfortable, you know, playing in, uh, you know, or being part of a class with two quarterbacks? That's not, you know, that's not cool with every, everybody. Everyone has a different, different uh, situation. But the big update, aside from him coming out to Oregon this weekend, is that he's received a pair of crystal ball predictions to Penn State over on uh, 24-7 Sports. Uh, Brian Doan, who I just talked about, and then Steve Wiltfong, the 247 Sports Director of Recruiting, also logged a prediction for Michael Van Buren to end up at Penn State. And honestly, this doesn't come as a huge surprise. You know, he's been out to Penn State uh, a number of times, and I was under the impression even before these these uh, predictions came in that uh, Penn State was in a great spot to, to land Michael Van Buren. You know, I feel like Penn State, not entirely dissimilar to Oregon State as far as they're kind of that school that I feel like has been one quarterback away. And I'm sure that uh, that's probably part of their pitch to Van Buren um, in this recruitment. But that's kind of where, you know, other industry experts kind of see this recruitment going right now. Oregon has done a pretty good job of uh, recruiting the the DMV area, you know, um, DC, Maryland, Virginia, that that area. Uh, they did land Colin Gill, the cornerback out of St. John's College High School, in the 2023 recruiting class. Um, they also have Damon David from the 2021 class. He's out of the Baltimore area. They did get Dante Thornton in 2021, but he's on his way now at Tennessee. Um, so you have some Baltimore connections on uh, on the roster there but certainly not an area that Oregon has really done a good job in um, you know not a not a hot spot or a pipeline by any means you also remember that they went for Nicholas Harbor out of the DC area in 2023 uh, weren't able to get him he ended up at South Carolina and then you're also coming after um, going after Dylan Stewart one of the top edge rushers in the country in 2024 uh, I think he's supposed to visit for the Oregon spring game and he's also out of the DC area. So this is a, an area that Dan Lanning, at least his staff looks very intent on uh, prioritizing here, both in the 2023 class, 2024 class and, and, and beyond. So 
Uh, Van Buren's visit to Oregon this weekend is, is absolutely an important one because you, you want to give yourself a, a good shot. And it really feels like Van Buren is one of these guys that Oregon is really prioritizing in the 2024 class. You know, this is a pretty top heavy class as far as the quarterback position goes. And Van Buren has been tabbed as uh, one of those guys. You know, he's, he's not the biggest quarterback you'll find. He's uh, 5'11", 185 pounds, but he's, he's one of the best signal callers in the country. And uh, he's definitely a guy who can, can improvise, can, can make all the throws, has a really, really strong arm from what I've been able to see on tape. Um, hopefully I can see him in person someday, but looks like a really special talent at quarterback. And um, yeah, that, 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 those are basically the updates that I have right now. You know, I haven't been able to interview him. Hopefully I can get him on the phone for an update um, and kind of see where things stand there. But either way, it's a positive update that, uh, that the Ducks are able to get Van Buren back on campus this weekend uh, and that they have a, a commitment date to kind of work towards and, and work around. Um, because this is a summer commitment date. Maybe they'll be able to get him on campus for an official. I believe he has uh, only set one official visit to Penn State, and I believe the reports are that he's going to be there in uh, mid-June. So that's a guy to watch for, and I would also support the, the predictions that, we've, uh, that we talked about earlier this show with Van Buren going to Penn State, that, that he already has that official st- uh, set up right now. So that's kind of the latest that we have right now on Michael Van Buren. He'll head to Eugene this weekend for an important visit with the Ducks. Let's talk about Luke Moga, the 2024 quarterback out of Phoenix, Arizona, Sunny Slope High School. Uh, What's the update with Moga? I mean, if you haven't heard about Moga by now, uh, you probably don't have a Twitter account. I'm just kidding. Uh, But no, for real, this is this is a guy that has uh, really seen his recruitment explode since the start of the new year. Uh, He's definitely emerged as one of the biggest names on, uh, you know, the national scale for the quarterback position, you know, and he's not really rated super highly. 247 Sports Composite has him as a three star point eight seven five nine number five hundred eighty two player in the country. Number thirty three quarterback number thirty three quarterback and number twelve prospect in Arizona. He stands at 25 reported scholarship offers, and he's six foot two, 190 pounds. So why are we talking about Luke Moga? It's because he's emerged as a, a major quarterback target for Will Stein and this Oregon staff here in uh, 2024. And he, you know, like I was kind of saying, his, his stock was taken off on the recruiting trail. He was getting offers from all across the country. He was taking visits, you know, everywhere, uh, you know, Miami, Oregon, um, BYU as well, uh, just to just to name a few. But the significant update is that today, Tuesday, April 11th, he announced his commitment date. Luke Moga will make his college commitment on April 28th, and he will choose from what looks like a final six in this graphic that he tweeted, final six of Oregon, Miami, TCU, BYU, Michigan State, and the in-state Arizona State Sun Devils. So, you know, this is a guy who spoke very highly of Oregon previously uh, when he made it out to Oregon and uh, was able to take, you know, take those trips and, and, and meet the staff. Um, but I was able to talk to Moga in, in February and uh, kind of just get some quotes on where he is with things. And he says that Dan Lanning's a super down to earth dude. And he appreciates that saying that Lanning has a calm swagger to him, which is cool. Um, let's see what else he was saying that, uh, you know, coach Stein just being there a few weeks is awesome. He's really fitting in well. And I think 
that uh, I think that that's a place I could see myself at. And his success at UTSA will definitely translate over to Oregon. So we know that this is a guy that Oregon made a good impression on. Um, and, and that visit obviously went well. And then what's also interesting, and, and worth noting here with Luke Moga, um, he told me that he's going to be visiting Oregon on April 22nd. So that was, I think, earlier this past week. So maybe things have changed. Uh, or, or so last week, I guess that would be. So maybe things have changed since then. But it's looking like we're going to operate off of that because that's what you know he told me the most recent communication that I have with him. He's going to be able to come back out to Oregon on April 22nd. And then his commitment date comes that, that next week on April 28th. So I think you know, with all of that, it's definitely looking like, you know, a commitment to Oregon wouldn't come as a massive surprise. Um, you know, a couple of predictions have come in now for, for Moga to end up at Oregon. Uh, you know, Justin Hopkins of, of Scoop Doug had one. And then uh, Steve Wiltfong placed his prediction to Oregon this morning on Tuesday with Moga making that announcement of his commitment date. So you kind of read between the tea leaves and you can see that Oregon's looking like they're in a pretty good spot here for the uh, the Arizona passer. And I think another thing that's interesting with this timing, not only with the visit, but with the commitment date. Commitment date of April 28th and Oregon's spring game is on April 29th. So, you know, I'm kind of just, you know, thinking about the scenarios here and just think if, if they're able to get a commitment, if Oregon's able to get a commitment from MOGA the day before the spring game, and then you have the spring game, your marquee recruiting event of the year, tons of talent, so many five stars, on campus, if you can get that commitment, you can parlay that into some serious momentum. And I said this when Aaron Flowers committed uh, last week, I feel like Oregon isn't far off from, from being uh, on a, a big string of commitments here in the 2024 class. And I, I listed some guys that, that I've uh, felt very good about Oregon's chances with over on Ducks Digest and my next five to commit story. Um, I also just realized that I said Luca Moga in my ticker, so I definitely need to change that. That's embarrassing. Um, but at least I realize it now, Luke Moga, sorry about that. But yeah, just think about it. If Oregon's able to get a commitment from Luke Moga right before the spring game, that definitely bodes well for them on the recruiting trail. You can get your quarterback, um, you know, all taken care of in the 2024 class, and then you can use him, not, not use him, but you know, you can use that commitment to parlay that into momentum. And, you know, he's kind of the face of the class. You have, you know, receivers that are already on board. You want to get some offensive linemen to play along with Fox Crater, uh, running back, and it just makes things easier for a coaching staff if you have that coach, that uh, quarterback position taken care of. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So I'm trying to think if there's any other any other notes that I want to add on, on Luke Moga. I mean, he's a super athletic quarterback. I think he runs a sub-11 in the 100-yard da- 100 meters. I almost said the 100-yard dash, but I think he runs sub-11 in the uh, 100 meters, which is awesome. I mean, anytime you're talking about high school track, if a guy can run under 11 in the 100, you're looking at some pretty solid speed. Really athletic guy, has, has really solid junior tape. Uh, over in Arizona. And, you know, Arizona is an interesting state because I think it's one that's getting more respect gradually each year. Um, and, you know, we had uh, a couple guys that you got from Arizona in the 23 class, you know, most notably Cole Martin, Michael Gardner, Amari Washington. And then you have a, a, a good number of connections to the state of Arizona. I talked about a couple of those guys on the roster. You also have Kyler Casper, who you signed out of Arizona. Um and then, uh, you know, a couple of uh, various connections to the state on staff, you know, in the recruiting department, in the in the coaching department. And you lose Jordan Somerville to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, he was an Arizona native on the staff. He was the assistant quarterbacks coach. So I know that he, uh, you know, he played a role in Oregon's recruitment of MOGA. But, you know, you got to just keep the ball rolling. Life life goes on. So this could this could be really good news for Oregon in the 2024 recruiting class if they're able to ultimately get a commitment from Luke MOGA. Um, you know, I'm not at the point right now of making a prediction, but, um, you know, I, I am feeling pretty solid about where Oregon stands here, uh, given the, the timeline, you know, what he said about Oregon and, and where Oregon ultimately wants to go and uh, how they kind of set this one up geographically. I think that they're in an awesome spot with Luke Moga. It just seems like more and more signs are making it apparent that Luke Moga is Oregon's guy in the 2024 recruiting class. So we'll, we'll have to keep following this one. Um, you know, maybe we can talk to him before or after that trip to Eugene, but Luke Moga is a major name to watch for Oregon recruiting in the 2024 class. So we talked about a couple guys in Oregon's, uh, on Oregon's radar here in the 2024 recruiting class, right? You got Michael Van Buren at a St. Francis Academy in Baltimore, and then you got Luke Moga, um, not Luca Moga, Luke Moga. I messed up that, that, uh, ticker, but you got Luke Moga out of, Sunny Slope in Phoenix, Arizona, but it just kind of gets you to wondering how many um, how many quarterbacks does Oregon want to take in 2024? It's a it's a pretty legitimate question right now, right? Especially if we're if we're operating on the fact that um, or on the the belief, I should say that that Oregon's in a pretty good spot with Luke Moga. How many quarterbacks do you want to take in the 2024 class? 
So those are two guys that that Oregon's probably in a good spot for right now. But there are some other guys in this class. You got Dylan Rayola out of uh, Pinnacle High School, also in Phoenix. You know, it was it was looking like he was going to make it out to Oregon for the spring game. You know, probably the headliner in that visit weekend. You know, number one guy in the country. How can you not be the headliner? But there's been some buzz. There's been some reports. I think some smoke that he may not make it out for that visit anymore. Um, and, uh, I'm still working to confirm that tracks down some info on that, but you got some other big schools in the running with that one. You got USC, Georgia, Nebraska, you guys know the finalists or the other top group that he's kind of operating from. So you got Dylan Rayola there. I'm sure Oregon would love to stay involved and they're going to do everything they can to stay involved, but that's looking like, you know, USC, Georgia, Nebraska, kind of all over the place. You know, the, the predictions have flip-flopped quite a bit, but aside from Rayola, you got Michael Van Buren. You got, um, and the only other top 150 guy that the Ducks are in a, in the running for, at least, or, you know, kind of on the radar for, is Elijah Brown out of modern day in, in Santa Ana, Southern California. Um, but the last time that I talked to Elijah Brown, it, it didn't really seem like Oregon was uh, super involved there. Like the contact was uh, was was really kind of there that you would think it would be with the with a top quarterback target. Um, and, you know, Elijah is super low key, you know, from the times that I've talked to him, he's got a really calm demeanor, you know, d- doesn't love doing recruiting interviews. Um, but, you know, he, he's uh, unfortunate enough that he's he's given me some of his time when I talk to him, but he, he always shows up, you know, and I think he's definitely a top quarterback in the country. Uh, I just feel like he's a little under recruited because he may not look as physically imposing as some other guys, but he's only lost one game in, in his high school career. And, um, you know, some of the schools that are involved there, you got uh, you got UCLA, USC, uh, Arizona State, I want to say. And then a newer school that's kind of starting to contact him a bit is, is Ohio State, but they just got Eric Nolan. So I, I doubt that that would be the case uh, for him. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, a top-heavy class, the only top 150 prospects that Oregon's really in on, if you want to say Dylan Rayola, uh, Michael Van Buren and then Elijah Brown as well, but the contact hasn't really been there. So then you got Luke Moga and then you also have Will Hammond. I think he's a guy to keep an eye on out of Texas. Uh, he's cu- currently committed to Texas Tech, but maybe the Ducks bring him out for a visit. Um, you know, you all obviously know that uh, Will Stein has some some very strong roots in Texas after serving at, uh, at UTSA as their offensive uh, off- co-offensive coordinator, I believe it was. So those are kind of some the names that I feel like we know are in play for Oregon. But let's look at what Oregon football is looking like in 2024, right? You have one more year of Bo Nix in 2023, and then he's going to be done playing college ball, you know, heading to the NFL draft. Ty Thompson's looking like your projected starter for Oregon football in 2024, but he hasn't played a whole lot. He hasn't had consistency uh, at offensive coordinator, right? So that's, I think, a a significant hurdle that he's having to overcome in his development. Um, But he he hasn't looked great when he's been on the field. You know, I don't want to slam the guy, but that's just the reality of the matter. You know, whatever the circumstances are, the on-field product, the on-field production hasn't looked that great. Um, And he's going to be entering his, his third college season, sorry, his fourth college season in 2024, right? He came in 2021 redshirted and then you have 2022 uh, and then 2023 he'll already have three years of college under his belt but probably not a whole lot of playing time unless he's able to get in some you know mop-up duty garbage time this season which I think he should definitely be able to but I, I don't know how how confident you are in, in Thompson as your starter at least right now based on what you've seen from him on the field so 
he's looking like the the main guy right now. Um, and then you also have uh, Austin Novosad from the 2023 recruiting class, right? Comes over from uh, the state of Texas after being a longtime Baylor commit. Um, so that's that's essentially your scholarship depth uh, now at um, at Oregon. And then if you have, uh, you know, if, if you can maybe add a guy like, like Luke Mogo or Van Buren. Uh, and then you also have Matt Rush on the roster right now, but he's a senior, so uh, and he's a former walk-on. So I, I would imagine that the Ducks don't want to be in a situation where he has to start, but I like that addition for 2023. So I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's worth asking this question. How many quarterbacks do you want to take if you're Oregon in 2024? The more I think about it, maybe it makes sense to take two quarterbacks. Maybe you take, uh, you know, a high school guy, and then maybe you bring in someone from the transfer portal because you know that there's going to be guys that that hit the portal. You know that they go to their school and and maybe things don't work out. I mean, let's talk. Let's face it; it's a reality of college football. Quarterback goes to a school expecting to start right away, and he doesn't want to sit. So if he goes to his school goes through a full season and, and doesn't get that starting job, doesn't see the field. Um, maybe that's where, you know, those past relationships come into, into play, you know, and kind of favor you. Right. Um, maybe you hit those guys up in the portal and then you say, Hey, come on over to Oregon. I know like things didn't work out there, but we got a pretty sweet deal here. You know, top O line recruits, uh, you know, still, still coming. Uh, I think that that's a huge thing that elite Terry obviously has to do guys like Brandon Baker, uh, have to be an absolute priority. Um, and then you're also getting skill talent. You know, a lot of good receivers that are going to keep coming. You're always going to have good running backs. Um, and then this is a, a year for Will Stein to prove himself and show that his offense is going to be a hit in Oregon because he's got a pretty good, uh, pretty good act to follow up after Kenny Dillingham, you know, really lit this offense on fire in 2023, 2022. So I think that we're it's it's worth considering taking two quarterbacks in the 2024 class just because you don't really have that depth in that room and you got to give yourself options if if someone goes goes down or if you know someone transfers you just got to have some more bodies in that room and I think that Oregon just doesn't really have those right now so I think that you would probably want to go just because it's a very top heavy quarterback class you'll probably get one prep guy from the high school ranks and then why not just, you know, kind of leave a spot open for a, a transfer portal guy? I think that that would be a really smart way to to go about managing the quarterback position at Oregon. And you talk about a quarterback room and, you know, having too many guys, you know, being crowded. You want to have guys that are going to be able to compete at the end of the day and that are willing to compete. Um, you know, we got to give Ty Thompson his, his, his praise for sticking around Oregon because it looks like he'll probably have been at Oregon for three years before he really gets a, a super solid shot at that starting job. So credit to him for staying around to, to compete. I don't definitely don't want to go without saying that, but in the era of the transfer portal, now quarterbacks, a, a one-year deal, you know, you just got to look at your room on a year by year basis. You're going to keep pursuing those guys those top guys every year that you can right if you're gonna if you have the ability to recruit top tier guys of course you're gonna go after them and, and ultimately try to get them but you really it's it's hard to look at the quarterback picture beyond just a season at a time because you know you can hop in the portal and then have a new a new guy have your starter like with Bo Nix um you know at the drop of a hat so I think that that makes more sense because you're also just giving yourself 
the chance of getting a guy who played a lot of college football already versus like we've talked about, you know, this is why the portal is affecting high school recruiting. You know, you don't have to worry about developing a guy from the high school ranks. You can just get him from the portal and then you already have a guy who's more or less a proven commodity and who's played some, some good college football already before he gets to Oregon. Sipping on a Snapple. I'm not sponsored by Snapple yet, but if you guys watch the show, you know, I love my Snapple. Snapple sponsor your boy. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's, that's definitely a reasonable option for Oregon to, to consider right now and, and probably pursue. Um, you know, we, we thought when Will Stein got hired that uh, maybe the Ducks were going to go after Hudson Card um, because of their connection at, at Lake Travis High School out there in Texas. So the, the connections are always going to pop up, right? You got When you're looking at transfers, you always have to look at how do they connect? Where's that connection? Where's that relationship to the current staff? Um, so I think that that's a good, a good option for Oregon in, in 2024 is to go after a prep guy and go after a transfer portal guy, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they juggle that. Um, but we got, we got the significant updates in, in, uh, in this episode, as far as just talking about some quarterback dominoes for Oregon Um if they can get that quarterback squared away, then that'll be a, a big check mark that you can, you know, check off the list here in the 2024 recruiting class. And then that'll definitely kickstart some more momentum for Oregon in 2024. So I think that I really like where Oregon's at right now in, in the 2024 class, especially after adding Aaron Flowers, getting a big recruiting win over Lincoln Riley and USC. Um, you know, Aaron Flowers was telling me that it was, it was Oregon and SC and then Oklahoma was also in the picture a little bit. Um, but but Oregon's doing a real good job in the state of Texas, and I think that Flowers is an awesome addition to this class. Really good way to start your defensive back recruiting in uh, 2024. And and you know Demetrius Martin's got a a pretty big pretty big uh, act to follow up after winning Pac-12 Recruiter of the Year in 2023 and signing a number of really talented defensive backs. Uh, and some of them I think you're going to be in the mix for Oregon right away uh, because that cornerback position has has not really um, you know has not met the the level of expectations and has not been playing to the level that Oregon needs it to, to get where they want to go. And and that's going to be a big challenge for Oregon in 2023 with Christian Gonzalez off to the NFL. So that's a whole nother story to, to follow, but we talked about the quarterback dominoes starting to fall here for Oregon. Uh, it looks like it's definitely the case that they're starting to fall. A lot of top guys, you know, Aaron Nolan was to Ohio state this past weekend. Um, and then, you know, you had Jaden Davis to, to Michigan, uh, and Tennessee got their quarterback um, not too long ago. So it's going to be important for Oregon to get one of their guys here. And I think that Luke Moga is definitely looking like the top option for them right now. But you know how quickly things can change in recruiting. So we're going to have to continue following that. But before I get out of here, you guys, friendly reminder to follow me and lock in on all social media platforms. I'm at mtourist sports on Twitter, at mtourist sports on Instagram. And then you can find me on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button. It's a huge help and it only takes a second out of your day. And then go ahead and share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. Appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day, stopping by to talk about some Oregon football and some Cruton. Uh, but appreciate the support. Appreciate you guys stopping by and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast.